This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. prepared and present ourselves holy before God. That's why he says, I am holy, therefore you be holy. No, that's okay, Lord. I don't want to be holy because once saved, always saved. I got the card. I set the prayer so I don't have to really live a life. As I don't need to worry about all this. I don't need to study and show myself approved. I don't need to pray. I don't need to read the Bible. All humans on earth for all time have been sinful. And by our sin, we deserve to go to hell. But as Pastor Eddie teaches today, Jesus made a way so you don't have to go to hell. By believing in Jesus and trusting in Him for your salvation, you can go to heaven. Because there is a day coming, the day of the Lord, when God's full judgment will be given out on earth for rejecting His Son. The only way to be saved is through Jesus. Well, Let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 as he continues his message, The Day of the Lord. the wing of abomination he's going to stop their sacrifice the wing of abomination that's the holy of holies and he says shall be one speaking of the antichrist who makes desolate he's going to be in the holy of holies when they open up that curtain and they're going to say you know to go in the holy of holies is very sacred you could die in the old testament right they put the the high priest had to put bells so they can know that hey the high priest hasn't sinned because you're going there without being right with God you would die and they would actually tie a rope on their ankles so if they collapse they hear him ah there goes Menachem let's let's bring the next high priest but they can't go in there and get him in the holy holy because if they step foot in the holy they too would die so they would pull him with the rope but now they see another man in there the antichrist and he's going to say now you're going to bow and worship me as God And it says, even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on on the desolate. The Jews have everything to build. In Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 through 2, it says this, Then I was given a reed, tells us in Revelation about this, Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod. And the angel stood saying, rise and measure the temple of God and altar it, and those who worship there. But this is what he says, but leave out the court which is outside the temple and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles. It's been given to the Gentiles. They already left it out. They already built it. The only thing it's not built there is the temple. And it says, and they would tread the holy city underfoot 42 months. That's three and a half years. Everything that we need to know is in Scripture. Everything that the curious mind wants to know who doesn't believe in Jesus is in Scripture. Jesus already said, 
when the disciples said, oh, Jesus, look at this temple. Isn't it beautiful? Jesus said, hey, I tell you the truth, not one stone will be left upon another. And in 30 years after his crucifixion, guess what happened? Exactly that. The temple was destroyed 70 AD. And so this is written for us. Jesus said, that's why Jesus said to the Pharisees in John chapter 5, verse 43. He says, I have come to you in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another, who's the other? The beast, the Antichrist. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. They're going to consider this world leader that's going to allow them to build that temple as the Messiah. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 to 10, it says, The coming of the lawless one, that's speaking of the Antichrist, is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. He's going to, Satan's going to give his power to the beasts. And, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, those here on earth, not the church, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Paul tells us also, consistent with all scripture, they did not receive the gospel, the love of Jesus. Back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. All right, I'm going to move on here. Verse 3, for when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. Now, I don't know what it is to give birth, but I was there for all three. I know it's painful because Judy was holding my hand, and I still have scars. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but just as labor pains are to a woman, a woman is about to give birth. There is nothing she can do. She's going to give birth. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's unavoidable. She's going to give birth. It's going to happen. And that's what he's saying. How a woman's going to have to give birth. You can't stop it. You can say, okay, doctor, I'm going to give birth, but can I go back next month? It's not a good time. You can't. It's inevitable. Is it unavoidable? That's how the end, the end is coming. It's, it's unavoidable. It's going to happen. As labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. They shall not escape. No one would escape the day of the Lord. No one. The only way one can escape the destruction is through Jesus Christ. And I tell you, it's important that you do it now. Now, the question always is, is always asked. Will there be people saved after the rapture's church, after we're gone? Will people be saved during the great tribulation, during this time when the Antichrist is here? The answer is yes. They're called tribulation saints, and you also find that in the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 7, verses 13 to 14. It says, then one of the elders, speaking to John, John is writing this, he, has, he sees this, this scene in heaven, that one of the elders answered, saying to me, who are these arrayed in white robes? Where did they come from? So he's asking, John, John, who are these people? Well, for, you, for us, we already know the rapture already happened, right? So it's not the church. He says, where did they come from? Verse 14, and I said to him, sir, you know. So he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. So there will be people getting saved during the great tribulation, but, but listen, it is not going to be easy. It is not going to be easy. You think it's hard to serve and worship God now. It's nearly impossible. It's nearly impossible. Even for Christians, it's hard 
That's why we need to stay fast, stay fast, stay, run the race, and stay together in the church. The church is not going to get you to heaven, but when you come to church, we encourage one another, we grow, we make sure we're staying the course. During, during that time, the Antichrist is going to force the mark of the peace. The mark of the beast is going to force them to take a mark. And, and what's going to happen is they're not going to take the mark. But here's the thing. You're not going to take the mark. You're left behind. We don't have to worry about that. We're in heaven. We're not to worry. But those who, wanted, who knew, those who walk with the Lord, those who had left and those who have been, they, ah, I don't care about God anymore. Yes, I, 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 don't believe, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't go to church. I don't worship God anymore. They're going to be left behind. Or your relatives that you have shared the gospel. Your relatives that you have shared the gospel with. You know what? You know, John always told me about, you know, you know the rapture, you know. Uh, Michelle and Tony always tell me about Christ coming. And I go to their house, they're not there. And I see the, the Bible verses all over their house. And they're going to say, yeah, they were right. They're no longer here. They may come to the faith. And it says, and I saw the thrones of they that sat on them and with judgment committed to them. Um, so, oh, I didn't read this. Did I read? Oh, yes, verse 4. And I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Who's that? That's the church. We're ruling and reigning with Christ. We're ready in heaven. We're in thrones. You read the letters to the seven churches. At the end of every letter, there is a reward. One church, if you overcome. I'll give you the throne. If you overcome the other church, I'll dress you in white. If you overcome, I'll give you a crown, right? Look at that. But look what it says. And I saw the thrones, of, thrones, and they that sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Now here's another group. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded. During, these are the tribulation saints. For their witness to Jesus... And for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Yes, they're going to be caught up with us, but they have to be beheaded. You think it's hard to be a Christian now? It's going to be hard when the Antichrist comes. He's going to tell you to take the mark of the beast. You think it's a problem now that we're fighting the government for the, the, the COVID vaccine? That's not nothing. That's nothing. You might lose your job. That's nothing. When you get to here, that's the only way you're going to buy or sell. That's the only way you're going to live. And they're not going to ask to see if you show proof whether you have the mark of the beast. You know, they, they're, gonna find, they're not going to see it on you. They're going to know you're hiding. You Christians, you're dead. That's what happened in Afghanistan. You Christians, you're dying. This is, this is just paving the way. This is just paving the way. The same way this world, other countries are forcing, mandating these vaccinations. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. This is nothing compared to the mark of the beast. Over there, you probably go to jail, or they probably won't serve you food. Oh, you have any proof of vaccination? Well, I'm sorry, I, can't, I, can't, I don't have a table for two. Eat somewhere else. That's nothing. You don't have the mark in the beast? Let me get your head. Very simple. Is you think it's hard now? It's going to be hard. So no doubt that this is paving the way. This is why Paul tells in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, he said, Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. 
Now, not after the church is gone. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed the next hour. If you die today, will you be ready to stand before God? Would you be ready? The Bible says the day once man is appointed once to die. After that, the day of judgment. Salvation is through Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ only. And through Christ that we can have a life after death. And then we could be ready. When we die, we'll be in the presence of the Lord. If we're raptured, in the presence of the Lord. You don't want to be left behind. You don't want to be left behind. So no doubt, the day of the Lord is coming. Back to First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 4. He said, here it is. This is what changes everything. This is where you and I as believers could take a deep breath. Verse 4. But you. Talked about the day of the Lord. We're not appointed. But you. But you. Every single one of who are saved, born again. But you. Who have been raptured up to be with Christ. We saw it in chapter 4. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day, the day of the Lord, shall overtake you as a thief. You are also sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the day. Before we became Christians, before we surrender our lives and were born again, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8 tells us, For you were once darkness, but now you are light and the Lord in the Lord, walk as children of light. Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 36, he said, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, you are the light of the world. Now you're the light. We're not children of darkness. We know about this day, but it has nothing to do with it. That's why Paul says, I don't need to write to you about that. We are already raptured in the presence of the Lord. Now, in verses 6 through 11, Paul will tell us, tell the Thessalonians, tell us Christians, you and I who believe in Jesus Christ, how we're to walk in anticipation of his coming. Verse 6, therefore, 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 because you are sons of light, sons of the day, therefore, because you're not in darkness, therefore, because you've been raptured up to be with God, therefore, because you're not going to go through the day, you're not going to suffer through the uh, day of the Lord, the judgment, therefore, Paul says, let us not sleep. As others do, but let us watch and be sober. In chapter 4, he's talked about sleep. It was a metaphor for the body. Here's talking about actual physical sleep. Let us, not, let us not fall asleep. In other words, don't fall asleep spiritually, but be alert. We need to be alert. We need to live with our eyes open and have a sound mind and be steadfast. Be ready. Don't worry about when he's coming. He's going to come. But if your relationship is based on not when he's come, your your relationship with Jesus Christ is because of what he's done for you. You are a son and a daughter of Christ. You love him. Your relationship has nothing to do when he's coming. He comes to you. He's going to come for you no matter what. It's great. But because you love him, you serve him, and you worship him, and you walk worthy. It's not because, oh, I'm going to love you when you're going to pick me up. Okay, Jesus? Have anyone ever said, a woman or a man ever said, well, I love you when we get married? No. We need to be ready. That's why Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, while every Christian, every single one of us are, being, are born again and is prepared to go and be raptured, you, you accepted Christ, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ, but there's a reason why the Bible keeps telling us to be ready. There's a reason why we have to continue with this relationship. You know, I'm saved. Okay, I'm going to live my life 
cursing God's name. I'm safe. I'm going to live the way I want to live. And it doesn't matter, you know, I'm, why, didn't he say be ready? What does be ready mean? A constant walk with the Lord to be faithful. Why does it say at, at the end of every letter of the seven churches? I'll just read one of them. I'll read Ephesus. Why does it tell us this in, 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 at the, the letter to the seven churches? Why did Jesus write this? And it says, and he who overcomes, and he who overcomes, and he who overcomes, Seven times, and he who overcomes. If you do not overcome, what does that mean? Why is he warning the churches of little things we need to set up? Be ready. And in one church, he says, be ready so I won't blot your name out. We need to be ready. You're saved by God's grace, but we still need to be ready. We need to be prepared and present ourselves uh, holy before God. That's why he says, I am holy, therefore you be holy. No, that's okay, Lord. I don't want to be holy because once saved, always saved. I got the card. I set the prayer so I don't have to really live a life. As a, I don't need to worry about all this. I don't need to study and show myself approved. I don't need to pray. I don't need to read the Bible. I don't need. And I think that's one of the worst sayings ever. In so many levels. Verse 7. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And for those who get drunk, are drunk at night. And so, in verses 6 and 7, we see two groups of people. While there are those who are awake and alert, you know, uh, there are those who are drunk and asleep. Verse 8. He says, but let us who are of the day be sober. Put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. In other words, put on this armor of faith, hope, and love. It's different when you get to Ephesians. Paul used this metaphor of, a, of a armor because what they see in his day was the Roman soldiers with their armor. And these are the three elements of good Christian character. So we put on faith, and that's our dependence in God. Put on faith, our dependence in God. Put on love. How do we love? Love God with all heart, soul, and mind. Love our neighbors as ourselves. We're to love one another. Put on hope. There is a hope that we have in Christ. Verse 9 is very important. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that salvation is not a halfway salvation. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to save you in salvation, but when it comes to my judgment, you're on your own. We're not appointed to wrath. We see that with Noah, the flood. God judged the world, but he saved Noah. We see that in Sodom and Gomorrah. God brought judgment, fire and brimstone, Sodom and Gomorrah, but he saved Lot, and he saved his family. We see that when God brought judgment in Egypt, but his people who lived in the same land, nothing happened to them. All those plagues that God brought upon Egypt, and each of those plagues were God's day that they worshipped. They worshipped frogs? I'm going to give you frogs. But nothing happened to the Jews. You see, God doesn't judge the righteous, the wicked, and Abraham knew that. Abraham didn't, the Bible wasn't even written. Moses wasn't even here. He didn't even start, he didn't even write, began to write Genesis. But Abraham knew God enough. He says, God is not like you to judge the righteous with the wicked. When I was raised up, my father was very strict. Four boys. One got punished. The others, that's, we didn't get punished. I don't know how you were raised. You got disciplined. I'm sorry. 
I'm going to discipline all you. I have three girls. If one of my girls mess up, well, I'm sorry, all three of you are punished. Well, I didn't think about that. We're not appointed to wrath. This is why we're not going to go through the tribulation. That's why we're pre-tribbers. We're going to be caught up. We're not mid-tribbers. We're not going to go through the tribulation. And Christ is not going to come after the great tribulation. Okay? We're not appointed to wrath. We're not appointed to the day of the Lord. That's what he said. We're not appointed to the day of the Lord. Luke 21, verse 36. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that would come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Romans chapter 5, verse 9 says, Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus who delivered us from the wrath to come. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Because you have kept my commandments to preserve I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the world. He's going to keep us. He's a good shepherd. And so we close. Verse 9, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 10, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, actually he's talking about death here, we shall live together with him. And here's what's important. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. Let us comfort each other. When you hear somebody say, oh, you better be ready, the judgment of God coming. Well, you saved, don't worry about the judgment. Encourage one to hate, we need to be ready. Let us be ready, let us stay the course, let us be alert, let us be sober. We're children of the light. Let us walk worthy of him in anticipation of his coming. He is coming. Are you living your life as if Christ is coming at any moment? How many here believe that Jesus could cry, come in any moment? You're pre-tribbers. You're pre-tribbers. You're not mid-tribbers. You know, you believe that Christ will come in any moment. Live your life worthy of that. Blessed is he when the Lord comes, he's fine doing. We need to be ready and be busy about his business. Let us encourage one another, edify one another with these words. He is coming. He is coming soon. Don't Get caught up in what you have here on earth. When Christ comes, there's not going to be time to turn around and look at the world and be turned to a pillar of salt. God is going to call up those who are not going to turn around, by the way. He's going to call those who are faithful. He's going to call those who are, are being obedient and ready. Those who are repented and born again will be caught up to be with Him. You're part of the church right now, but when you're caught up, you're the bride. Amen. I'm the You've been listening to Running the Race with Pastor Eddie. We've been looking at some useful and applicable things in the book of 1 Thessalonians. Toward the end of this book, there are some verses that might be viewed as a test or a challenge depending on what you're going through. The author of this letter, the Apostle Paul, says to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and in everything to give thanks. Do you have much to be thankful and grateful for today? Be reminded that Jesus coming back someday is the greatest reason to rejoice. It's a hope that you can hold on to, 
when the rest of the world is hopeless. We're so glad you joined us today for Running the Race. Are you in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area? If so, Jessica has an invitation for you. We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel of Milford. We're conveniently located off Interstate 84 and Route 6. For service times and all the information you need, visit runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Back to Homepage button. While you're there, you can listen to this teaching again or explore more messages from Pastor Eddie. Again, that website is runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks, Jessica. On our website, we also have some helpful resources to assist you in what you're learning or how you're studying the Bible. Just click on the Study Helps tab at runningtheraceradio.com. We're so glad you tuned in today, and we look forward to the next edition of Running the Race.